Welcome to Psych in the City podcast, where sexual fantasies meet sexual realities. Join me as I learn and unlearn with the help of expert guests and friends, all the weird stuff we've been taught about our sexual and psychological selves. Through exposure, education, and conversation, Psych in the City hopes to reduce stigma around mental health and sexuality. I'm a licensed social worker training to become a clinical sex therapist and educator. I love learning about sex, human behavior, and psychology, and believe that having access to education and quality information is a human right. Not to mention, it enables us to make informed choices about the lives we live. This is Psych in the City. A few weeks after I decided to start the podcast, I posted an ad on Craigslist. I basically wrote in the post the intention of the podcast so that people can learn about sexuality and psychology in a non-judgmental way, and that if anybody had any experiences they'd like to share, they should reach out to me. Mike was one such person who responded. We sent a few emails back and forth, and I really liked what he had to say. I thought he may be a little weird, But nevertheless, I decided to invite him to record at my apartment on a Sunday afternoon. I was nervous. I didn't really know what to expect. But this has ended up being one of my favorite episodes to date. It's real and it's raw and it's about stuff that actually happens in relationships that not a lot of people speak about. This episode also speaks to the stuff we're told or taught when we're younger and how that can lead to more or less shameful sex. It speaks to family dynamics and the impact of those dynamics and how they can show up in our relationships. It speaks to infidelity and how people go outside their relationships for many different reasons. Do you want to introduce yourself, Mike? Sure. Yeah, my name is uh, Michael. I'm 31 years old, and I am the one who responded. (laughs) So today I'm going to be interviewing Mike about his sexual history. He has a pretty interesting story. At least I was compelled when I read it. Um, So what made you respond to the podcast, or at least the the volunteer? Yeah, so um, full transparency, one is boredom, you know, just like Mm. surfing the internet during (laughs) COVID. Uh, I was intrigued by... um, you know, the description you were looking for people's view who had unique perspectives on sex. Uh, my friends always tell me that I'm weird in the way I think and, uh, Interesting. and that I'm kind of, uh, unique. Um, but I don't think I'm weird. I think I'm, I'm correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I thought it would just be a fun outlet to try to, uh, you know, see what other people thought and if I was crazy or not. Were you nervous at all? Like, like you had no reservations? About coming on? Uh, no, I, I not at all. I don't. Um, these types of things don't bother me. Uh, mm. I don't really get nervous, or I'm not really a shy person. Um, so no, I had no reservations. Wow. Okay, so tell us a little bit about like who you are. Like, what is your unique perspective that you feel that you have on sex? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. So. Um, and I don't even know if that's, if it's that unique, to be honest, I think it's, I think it's just normal. And mm. it's just simply that everyone should be doing whatever they want. So long as they're not hurting anybody or, and it's consensual, of course, but like, you know, everyone, you know, should, should be freely exploring their sexual desires and, 
I think that everybody, anybody who has a problem with like, I don't know, fetishes or like mm. the LGBTQIA plus plus community, like they're all, those people just have like hidden demons that they're not addressing. And, and so I just think that it should be a totally like, we should be able to do whatever we want and not be judged for it. Mm. And you feel that people are. I feel like everybody is judged for it. Yeah. Cause you know, it's funny, like we walk around and we're all so proper, right? And like, hey, how's it going? We shake hands. But like, everyone's just like rubbing like Adam says you know totally yeah it's like everyone's doing it but nobody talks about nobody it nobody talks about it yeah. so what is your sex life like now what's your current situation are you single married um so i'm engaged uh, i've been engaged for about a year uh congratulations thank you thank you <laughs> I, I hear that all the time for a full year now uh, yeah well the wedding got messed up because of covid obviously oh my god yeah so my fiance is uh dominican so we are gonna have the wedding in the dr um but that you know that's all postponed um so wait was it recently postponed like it was supposed to be this year it was gonna be this year at some point uh we didn't have like we didn't have to cancel the venue or anything but it was gonna be this year got it um are you upset I, like I want to marry my fiance. I'm not. Uh, no. <laughs> no <laughs> right. I, I wait, you know? Right. Right. You're <laughs> um, still engaged. We're still engaged. <laughs> like we're not leaving the house. We're not going anywhere. Um, our sex life is great. Uh, you know, we're we're still very attracted to each other. Um, how long have you been together? So I've sorry, it's a little weird. Um, so I've known her for about seven seven years. Okay. Uh, I met her when she was 18, and I was 25. So six years. I've known. Her. Okay. Uh, we each had, I had a girlfriend at the time. She had a boyfriend at the time. Classic. Classic love story. Classic, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me cute. And um, <laughs> we both started cheating on our significant others with each other. So you were both in monogamous relations, monogamous, monogamous in quotations yeah, yes. at the time. Yes. Got it. Uh, and we, we stayed in touch. Uh, I remember I, I met her at a party and she was in like legal trouble. She got caught with weed, right? Hmm. And I was like, uh, you're like, I'm a lawyer. So we stayed in touch. And then, um, you know, after when we both ultimately were single, uh, whatever, three years later, four years later, we were like, hey, why don't we just actually date each other instead of messing around behind people's backs? Oh, got it. So you guys stayed in touch, but had sex behind your significant other's backs. Yeah. Got but, it. But not even sex. We would go out to like, like concerts and dinners together. And oh, interesting. Like, yeah. Just, the, just the two of you. Yeah. Yeah, and in groups, and in group, and double dates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you both broke up with your partners, like not for each other, for just each other like broke up. It didn't work out. Exactly. My uh, so my uh, prior to my fiance, I was dating someone for five years. Oh and, wow. Yeah. So you I, always have been in longer term. I've always been a girlfriend guy for sure. Mm. And she broke up with me like out of nowhere. Like I was literally in the shower, uh, and she caught something on my phone and. Um, she was like, get the fuck out. And we, we were about to sign a lease together. And I haven't really talked to her since. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she went through your phone, yeah. saw that you were doing something, maybe that she... I, in all seriousness, it wasn't even bad. Like, honestly. Like, what was it? So... <laughs> uh, I can edit anything out if you're uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, no. So, like, yeah. I mean, I, I was texting somebody who I met at a bar. Nothing inappropriate, right? Uh, then the person... The girl had told me, she said uh, via text, I bet you wouldn't be texting me if you knew how old I was. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean, right? Uh, and she's like, yeah, I'm only 16. So I freaked the fuck out. She was I, at a bar? She was at a bar. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was 22, you know? And um, 
I watched to catch a predator religiously, right? So I put, right. I put into a text message, I said, I will not fuck you until you are of legal age. Because I thought, like, God forbid. Law school paid off. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was like, if the cops come knocking on my door, I'll be like, look at my text I sent. So that is a text that my ex-girlfriend saw and got weirded out. and so Harmless. I feel like it's like the nice guy thing to do. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay, so then she was like, get out. Mm-hmm. And you broke up, ha- haven't really spoken since. Yeah, and I've tried to reach out, actually. It's like, just apologize, because I felt, you feel bad, you know? Um, but not my block, and just, that's not happening at all. Wow. Okay, so then you met your fiance short time later? So I met my fiance, uh, you know, way prior to that, because we met while I was dating my uh, now ex. Um, so then it, it's kind of confusing the timeline, but once I got dumped, I was a fucking mess for like six months, right? In the sense that, I'm on a church, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was like going out every night. Uh, I was doing a lot of drugs. Uh, was, you know, one night it was like Sunday night at 4 a.m. So like I'd worked in, in like three hours and I was like, I'm making terrible decisions right now. Mm. Uh, and then uh, my now fiance, like she was only, she was the first girl post breakup that made me not want to be a piece of shit anymore. And I was like, no, this, uh, I be with this person. That's sweet. Yes. So, what is your relationship like now? Are you in a monot? You guys are you don't cheat on each other now. We don't. When we first started officially dating, like for real, um, well, we did. We, there was some cheating, yeah. You know, <laughs> on both ends. On both ends, for sure. Um, uh, you know, she. I won't talk about her, but I'll talk about myself. Um, yeah, like I'd always, I'd always been, despite always being a girlfriend guy, I've also always been a, an unfaithful guy, and. I know that's not a good thing, but I kind of always look at, I, I separate dating and marriage completely, like two completely different things. You know, like if you're dating, you're, you're trying to figure out like if you want to be with that person or not. Right. So I kind of justify cheating. Like, you know, if someone comes along, you know, why pass up on that opportunity just because you're dating somebody, Okay. you know, as whereas a marriage is like a promise to be with that person. So what shifted with your, with your fiance in the sense that you were like, previously cheating and then she was different in the sense that you were like okay we're not going to do that anymore yeah so uh definitely like like just the heartbreak that i saw in like the fights that we would have when one of us would catch the other one you know Mm. and you know i think i really started to care more about my fiance uh (laughs) like i always cared about her but like to you know to a certain moved it to another level yeah it took it to another level And, and and she's super cool and she's, I've gotten away with so much stuff um, that she's put up with. And, and, and it just, I didn't, I didn't want to hurt her anymore, you know? And, and she, as we talked about, like, we, she lets us have threesomes. So it's like win win. Win win yeah, for everybody. Exactly. So, but why would you, did you like having a partner in terms of like, if you knew that you were like going to be cheating most of the time? Or at least you kind of went into it being like, we won't hook up with other people. I assume those conversations were had. Uh, they were either had or heavily implied. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Strictly implied. Um, so then what, what, what do you like about having a partner, even though you knew that you wanted to still explore with other people? Yeah. Uh, so like, why not just be polyamorous? Sure. Because uh, I'm, I'm not hot enough to do that, you know? <laughs> Like, I'm a regular guy, so it's like you can go, you know, like my girl, my ex, and my parents, they're, they're a lot hotter than I am, so I don't want to. Well, you must be doing something right. I don't know what, but I wouldn't want to go out and like be pot, like be single and say, like, hey, let's have fun and strike out with like a monster and be like, oh my god, like, like I'm passing up on 
pretty girls that like me and now I'm getting rejected by like, you know, not so pretty girls. You know? Okay. Got it. So, so, so you still liked to explore even if you had a partner. Cause it would be, yeah, it was like a safety net, you know, mm. you know what I mean, and it's like, I like, I do a lot of family events, you know, we go to, you know, we do things. It's nice to have someone to do things with, you know? So was it kind of like, I'm going to hurt them before they can hurt me? Yes. Yeah, and I had the utmost trust that, like, they weren't doing anything. Oh, you know? so you kind of chose partners who you thought weren't doing the same type of thing. Exactly, yeah. Got it. So was it a shock to you when your fiancé, when you discovered that she was kind of doing the same stuff? Was it, like, a dose of your own? Um, Was it a shock? No, and I'll tell you why. Because I always knew there was something up with my fiancé because she moved out of her place when she was 18 years old. She moved out of her parents' place when she was 18 and always had money on her, you know, and she could like afford to live on her own. And I'm 31 now and like can barely afford to live on my own. So <laughs> I always like, was like, where the fuck are you getting money from? You know, um, and her family's not wealthy, you know? So, yeah. Um, and her parents aren't giving her money. So I always knew like she was getting money somehow, but I didn't want to delve into it or pry, um, uh, uh, you know, cause it wasn't my business uh, until I ultimately found out what was going on. Got it. Being that she was getting cash through work. Through she was other getting, work. she was, she was uh, a webcam person. How did you both decide to be exclusive or monogamous? Or like, was it hard going through? Cause you both had kind of come in with some, like you were both cheating on each other. And then it seems like you're now making it work. Yes. So does that come up a lot? Like, is it ever thrown in each other's faces of like, well, you did this, you did this. Yeah. Uh, we like every, every fight we have. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like that is a thing that will go to the, the jugular right away. You know. It's, but and you both do it. Yes. Yes. Equally amount. Yes. Wait. So how do you feel like you can ever get over? Uh yeah. You know, listen. There's a lot of love there. You know, and and we're as equally messed up. You know, we mm. have enough. We have it. We have it equal amount of baggage, you know, um, that we could look past, you know, like I'm sure for some people, if they found out their girlfriend or fiance was a former webcam girl, they'd be like, well, fuck this, I'm not, you know? Yeah. For me, I couldn't care less. You totally. Know? It's a way to make money. It's a yeah, job. good for you. Like, nice hustle. Absolutely. Um, uh, similarly, like, I, you know, she's looked past my shit, you know? She's like, you know, hey, like, yeah, you banged a stripper, like, again, you know? So, right. It's cool. She's, she's really cool. Got it. So, What's your relation? So you guys are open to threesomes. You yes. do threesomes, yes. but otherwise you're exclusive. Yes. Nice. And it's working out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It sounds like you had sex with a lot of people growing up. Uh, yes. I've had sex with a lot of people growing up. Um, I lost my virginity when I was nine, which was like uh, pretty jarring. You know, I think it's pretty early to lose your virginity. Totally. Um, so... Uh, I lost my babysitter, a female babysitter. Okay. <laughs> uh, at the time, I, I was like, whoa, this is awesome, you know? Oh, so you didn't look at it as, like, assault or No, problem. not at all. I was bragging about it to my friends. Now that I'm 30, And they're like, you're a liar. Yeah, yeah, no, they were like, you're the man, you know? Like, try to take pictures. Wait, and, could you even get hard? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. At you, nine? You can get hard. I was getting hard at, like, five. No joke. <laughs> nine, you can definitely, yeah. Okay, so she was your babysitter. Yes. And she came on to you. I mean, I'm pretty confident I did not come on to her. Because you didn't not, even, you weren't in that headspace. I was playing video games, yeah. I know what's going on. Did you tell anybody? I told my friends. Go, yeah. But not a parent. 
Uh, no. In fact, if my mom ever listens to this, like, uh, this is her first time she'll find out. Oh, so nobody knows, aside from your friends. Yes. Okay, so you were raped. I was raped, yeah. Now that I can look back at 31, I'm like, oh, that was raped. <laughs> How long was she your babysitter for? You know, uh, a couple years. Uh, and it wasn't a, 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 like an ongoing thing. Like, every time she babysat me, it was time to bang. Um, it was just a one-time thing. I'm sure I sucked at night. Yeah, I'm sure I wasn't the best lover at age nine. Did you know what happened? Yeah, I mean, because I've been, uh, well, yes and no, because I've been, I've been jerking off for a couple of years at that point, so I was like getting pretty good at jerking off and understanding that. So you knew what happened. Like if yeah. you touch this, it feels good. Yes. This is what happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was a little. It felt a little gross, I guess, looking back on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I knew what was going on, and I was proud of myself at the moment. And I think wait, you kind of were like, "I'm the man." Yeah, of course. And people, and my peers, my my smart nine year old peers, right? Were, my first grade peers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all just like like you know um, solidifying what I thought. Like, yeah, you're the man. Right, right, right. So then, okay. So then, tell me more about. So then, after that, it only happened once. Mm -hmm. She stopped being your babysitter. Ultimately, she stopped being my babysitter. Yeah. So how did you get this perspective of like? Did you grow up with a religious background? Like, what's your parents' history like? No, uh, not religious at all. My mom, uh, I'm, I'm a mix. Uh, my mom's Jewish. Uh, my dad is Protestant. Mm. Uh, so we got uh, we got Christmas and Hanukkah growing up. One of those people. Um, so it's not a religious thing for me at all. Uh, post that nine-year-old event, I, I didn't, I was normal. Like I didn't You didn't have any other. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, I didn't uh, lose my real virginity until like 14 maybe. Um, so yeah, not religious. Um, uh, and my, you know, came from a very loving family, normal family. Like it's not like I saw my like, dad like beat my mom or anything that I was messed up in the head. Um, so yeah, I was, it was a very atypical event that happened. So were you like a wild masturbator? Uh, I'm going to say that every or most guys, or most boys from age 11 to 15 are violent, aggressive masturbators. <laughs> All right. So yes, I was. Uh, I, I, right. Like what's considered wild, you know? Yeah, like it exactly. So, I mean, I, I think maybe I was more so than the average person. Um, uh <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, two, two incidences that made me realize, like, maybe I'm doing this a little too much. Um, one was when I first got internet connection in my bedroom, right? So Big time. That's a big, that's a big <laughs> thing for a young boy to have. Um, and so I remember internet, first night, I just went wild on my computer. And by morning time, it wouldn't even turn on. It was just like. So you crashed the whole thing. Crashed the whole thing. Were you, um, what was the first one? LimeWire? LimeWire, Kazaa. Oh, yeah, Kazaa. Yeah, Kazaa was Good a times. big one. You didn't, and you never knew what you were actually downloading. Right. You know, like, you just had to read the description and pray for the best. Um, so then, your computer, like, completely stopped working. It completely stopped working. Virus central. <laughs> yeah, if there's anything worse than a virus, it definitely had. It wouldn't even turn on anymore. So was there a conversation with your parents of, like, Hey, my computer broke. I, They're like, it's brand new. I denied the whole thing. Of course, I, right. yeah, I said, like, oh. You're like, it was a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that, and they believed me, you know, um, but did not get another computer in my bedroom after that. They, they, I, I'm sure they had their suspicions. Uh, so, right. So then I had to go back, back to um, using the family living room computer, right? Which is a very risky thing because you're like, 
looking over your shoulder. Right. Your you can't really get into yeah, it. Yeah, you can't get into <laughs> it unless your parents aren't home and then you can get into it. So uh, one day I was getting crazy when my parents weren't home um, and the image froze, right? The porn froze. Uh, I'm a family living room computer and I freaked the fuck out and I, I didn't know what to do. So I just uh, took a baseball bat and just beat the shit out of the hard drive so the thing, so the image would go away, you know? And then when my parents would come home, I'd be like, I don't know. So those two incidences were like, all right, maybe I'm doing this a little too much. When you say that your perspective is unique, like even though we said that it's not that unique, yeah. maybe like, like, are you different than, do your friends have other ideas? Like, are they with their high school partners? Like that kind of stuff. Like, like, do they think you're wild? Uh, so I have, I have a, I don't have like a billion friends. I have a small core group of like 10 friends, right? Yeah. Uh, there's one other person, uh, I won't name him, Nick, uh, who, thinks, <laughs> who thinks exactly the way I do. Uh, so he and I are very similar. Um, everyone else is more, a lot of them are with their partners from college and married now. Um, and they're like, if, uh, if my girl ever cheated on me, I would break up with them immediately. It's, I really doubt that, but that's, that's their perspective. Mm, okay, so they're they're more cut and dry. Yeah. I mean, everyone thinks that they would do all these things until they're put in the situation, and then it's like, okay, yeah. you know. So, what were pivotal moments for you growing up? Where, like, what made you gain this perspective? Because not everybody has it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, no, I, absolutely. Um, so, I th a few things. One, um, uh, you know, we come from a very open family. Like, you know, like you know, when you're growing up and you watch. Like sex, there's a sex scene in a movie, and yeah. oh my god, and you're with your parents, or just killing me, please, right? I, like I got over that very quickly. Um, so like I was very open with my family about sex stuff growing up. Like I would tell more so with my mom and my dad. Like I would tell my mom when, like, hey, I saw this girl last night, or like, mom, like she let. Oh, me, interesting. Yeah, she let me have like in high school. She let me have girls over, and I say, mom, don't come upstairs. Like you know why? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's so different for girls and guys because like none of my girlfriend's parents let that happen but all my guy friends parents mm -hmm. yeah. let that go on of course and i'm the biggest hypocrite because if i if and when i have a daughter like absolutely not you know but if i have a son it's like here's some condoms and like go have fun interesting yeah. why though even though you know that your daughter's doing it but i just don't want to I, I don't know why but you don't want it in your face you know your daughter your own daughter you but with a guy it's okay yeah, with your son. With your son, yes, because you know how they think, right? Like every like any guy, my daughter, future daughter, brings around the house, right? And he's like, oh, hey, Mr. Hey, hey, Mr. I mean, he shakes my hand. I'm just gonna be thinking, like, I don't know what the fuck's up with you, bro. But don't you think that girls think the same way as guys? Like girls want to have sex too. Uh, or you're saying not at the level. And not at the level, and not at the aggression, and not at the uh, like I'll do anything in my power to do it. Yeah, I think girls are healthier uh, about it. Think about, think about it in a more sane way than young men do. Well, there's also more of a risk of getting hurt mm -hmm. in a sexual, you know, like, you, yep. I mean, men can get raped too, yep. but but there's more of a, um, I guess there's more risk, like, in a physical way. Absolutely. And there's a lot more, like, And there's trust. more stigma. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a stigma. Yeah, the stigma thing in middle school, like, that really fucks people up. Of course, sure. of you course. Know? Like, that really, I think that sets the tone for me girls and guys perspective on sex. Okay, so pivotal moments. Um, you lived in an open household. 
Yes. So you would tell your mom, hey, I'm banging tonight. Yes. Don't come up the stairs. I actually one time uh, was <laughs> sleeping with, uh, I banged my uh, girlfriend in law school. Um, and literally, we were just finished. Uh, and she had uh, semen on her uh, chest. And, Thanks for uh, using semen, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> really PC. It's very PC to me, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she was covering jizz. And um, my mother came knocking on the door. And I'm like, Mom, get out. And she's like, she continues to walk in and she's like, oh, I just want to see if you guys wanted milk and cookies. Wait, she said milk and cookies. She actually said milky and cookies. (laughs) I was 24 and like, I was more mortified than my mom said milky, not the fact that uh, my girlfriend was covering in my (laughs) Wait, so did your parents have conversations with you about sex? Like, was it like, was it always, was it just assumed or did you guys like have the talk? No, never had the talk. Does anybody have the talk? I don't know. I don't know if anybody has the talk. I feel like we always talk about having the talk, but it's like, do you have the talk? I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. So then it was just like assumed, like you're having sex, Mm -hmm. you're a guy. Are you an only child? No, I don't know what she's Okay, got it. And were they the same way with her or no? You know, that's a great question. My sister's a lot less. My sister's a lesbian, a cool lesbian. Um, so she's married. Uh, she was less sexual than I was in high school, or she just hit it a lot more. Right. Um, so I don't know. Um, she stayed in a lot in high school. I don't think she was doing anything in high school, to be honest. Got it. Whereas I was flaunting it, you know. We're, are you guys close? Yeah, we're close. Yeah. So, okay, so you grew up in an open household. What else made you, like, comfortable with the idea that, like, sex is normal, everyone should be having it, I don't get why everyone's so weird about it? Yeah, so growing up in an open household, like, I still wasn't fully, like, had the mindset I do now. You know, I was I was, I was, was definitely different than other people uh, of my peers because of the open household, but I was still had my reservations. Um, and then I think... You know, I think, not that I don't consider myself smart, but, like, I feel like I'm good at reading people. And and just, I don't know if I'm going to steal something from Skit. Uh, did you watch the show Inside Amy Schumer? No. Okay, so there's this, like, Skit where she has sex with her boyfriend, and then they finish, and the boyfriend, like, is talking about what they just did, right, in like, graphic detail. And Amy Schumer is like, yo, you don't talk about what you just did. You know, like, we, we all have this carnal, when we have sex, we're all, like, primal beings and like we're not ourselves you know and, and then we pretend that we didn't just do that thing and and not that was like my eye-opening moment but I I realized like it's a little strange that like we all do this stuff and then we kind of pretend and act like we don't you mm. know uh, and I think that's stupid you know and then not the healthiest thing in the world are your parents still together uh no so my parents have been divorced uh now for like 12 years uh, they don't speak to each other actually anymore. Oh, do you uh, still speak to both of them? I still speak to both of them. Uh, it's weird, weird relation, weird dynamic because uh, my dad actually had an affair on my mom, um, which I caught. I was the one that caught it. Oh, you caught it? I saw it. Yeah, I saw everything. You always think you don't want to see your parents having sex, but like you don't want to see your dad and his mistress having sex. Totally. <laughs> That's. I don't mean to laugh. Yeah, no, no. I, I, that, I'm gonna, right, because it's I've always like both. you don't want to see. You've seen both. Actually, I think everyone sees their parents having sex at least one point. And, yeah. And now I can compare the two, and the the mistress one is way worse. Yeah. How did you find out? So uh, we had a summer house, right? Uh, and every year it was kind of my job to drive out there and set it up for the summer. You know, like get the pool ready and the backyard ready. And uh, I pulled up one weekday afternoon. Unannounced. Me, unannounced, yeah, to like get the chairs out of the garage. And uh, <laughs> I see my dad's car there and I'm like, hmm, strange. You know, I probably worked in the city. 
And um, oh my I, God. Walk, I walk in and uh, my dad is really bad hearing. So I was like, dad, and he couldn't hear me. And I could hear him in from the bedroom. Um, so I walked in and just like, Oof. yeah, saw it all. Wow. Yeah. So did then he see you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wasn't like uh, sly <laughs> enough to like sneak out. Really, yeah. Wait, so what happened after? Can you go into that? I honestly, I, I would love to. I kind of blacked out a little bit. I know that I like freaked out and started punching a bunch of shit. Like I think I took my dad's phone and threw it down the toilet for some reason. I remember. Mm. Um, but I got like a little fucked up from that uh, at the time. So you were super angry. Yeah, I was. I was really. I was really. I was really sad. You know, I was sad. How well, old were you? I was like, you know, nineteen, High school? eighteen. Oh, okay. You know, so everyone's like, "Oh, you're old," but it's. It's kind of like it's sad when your parents get divorced when you're young, right? Um, but it's also sad when you're older because you kind of grow up having like a normal family and mm. it's kind of taken away, you know, which is, you know, it's difficult, you know, but you're expected to be a man and you all, know, you know, suck it up. Yeah, suck it up. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> right. So after that, did your dad like talk? Like what went down? After that, my dad did. All right. He like disappeared for three months, like just straight up got in the car, drove away. Didn't hear from him. For, didn't talk to the family for like three months, right? Wait, so he never spoke to you about it uh, at that time. At that time, yeah. He so did back. you just see them banging, leave the house? Uh, uh, saw them banging, blacked out, punched shit. Um, uh, I think my dad, my dad ultimately got control of me. Um, I I was the one to tell my mom, which I still to this day kind of regret. Like I don't know if I was supposed to tell her. Wow. Her, um, which is a difficult thing to do. We went to immediately went to. Uh, family therapy like an emergency family therapy session wait you and your dad and mom and sister yeah wait so you told so you you can't really remember what happened directly after mm -hmm. your dad from that day leaves for three months not he didn't leave at that point we, we he came home that night you know we, we called an emergency we went to some random man's house because you're the only one that would see us right i don't know why like they, my parents just didn't go like why my sister and i <laughs> be subject to this um and did you call your mom a meet? Like, like, did she know at that point? She didn't know uh, she, that they banged. Uh, yeah. Oh, you I, called I drove, her immediately. Yeah, I got in the car immediately after I calmed down. I drove home, called my mom, and, and told her what I saw. Oh my god. Yeah. And so then you, there was an immediate family. So, yeah, yeah, it's like some random Jewish man's basement, and like, <laughs> wow, worst job to yeah. be like the emergency family therapist. You're yeah. probably hearing some crazy and he, shit. And uh, <laughs> you know, he did. He must be really bad at his job because, like, right after that, my dad. From there, my dad did. He did from the therapist's house in his car. Left my sister and me stranded. Um, we, my mom had my mom left first. She went and said, "Fuck this, I'm out." Right, and she drives home. My dad then says, "Fuck this, I'm out." Drives home, leaves me and my sister stranded at this this strange therapist's house. So we like call a taxi. This was pre Uber, so we called the taxi to go home. Nobody's at our house when we get home. Um, so at this point I'm thinking like my parents must have killed each other or something. And like, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, ultimately my mom came home. She was just driving around mindlessly for the whole night. Totally. Uh, but my dad never came home for, didn't answer phone calls. Uh, you know, we would leave voicemails, no word from him whatsoever. Did your mom talk to him? No. Wow. So he like ultimate dip. Yeah, did like straight yeah, that he was the. I think he originated ghosting. Like he was the first person <laughs> to ghost. Yeah. The official ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So was the family there? Do you remember it? Was it awful? The family therapist? Or just the, the whole session in general, not like the therapist, but like, was it just like your yeah. mom being like, what the fuck? 
it was really awful. And I remember the guy like asking me questions and I was like, I, I, I don't talk much in general, believe it or not. <laughs> Uh, and I don't want to talk to this guy, you know, so totally. uh, I don't remember the specifics of the session. You know, it was an hour. Any, like any therapist, like, well, our time's up now. That's, okay, well, we're in turmoil, asshole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, okay, so your dad dips for three months. Yeah. And then what were the following? So dad dips, um, mom is completely better at this point. And, and what makes it even sadder, not to be down for it, but her parents had just died. Like within a year, you know? So she had to deal with the death of her parents and then my dad doing this. So she was just a total mess, right? Uh, just popping pills uh, and drinking wine, not in the fun way, but in like the like- The sad way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I actually transferred colleges. I was going to a school in Pennsylvania and transferred to a school a lot closer to home. Oh, wow. living at home, so I got out my mom. She, you know, we didn't really talk much because she was just, you know, all, you know, valued out, you know, but it was just like, I feel like do the grocery shopping and. And be there for her. My sister, um, she, I think that's when she became, I don't want to say became a lesbian. I, I think, you know, you're, you're born gay or straight. Um, but I think that's when she was like, you know, I'm going to explore my sexuality because I don't trust men. Uh, so she's like, she kind of mentally dipped as well. Um, and then I was there. It was just really just like me kind of trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, you know? prior to you discovering the affair, was there any suspicion of like, was it like a happy, normal family? Oh God. Yeah. Like the textbook, like literally like that's what makes it weird. You know, like we would have growing up, like we were only allowed to go out one night of the weekend with our friends because the other night of the weekend was reserved for family game. Like we were like the Brady Bunch. Wait, wow. So it was kind of extra devastating. Yeah. Because it was like, whoa, this was like all a lie. Yeah, Mike Brady's not doing that, you know? Right, right. Carol's certainly not. Yeah, Carol's certainly not. Yeah. (laughs) What was the relationship like with your dad moving forward? Like, I mean, what's the relationship like with both your parents now? So they they never, they don't speak. They don't speak. They just started to speak recently because my sister had a kid, so they're now grandparents. So that kind of forces them to speak. But prior to that, they couldn't be in the same room together, no speaking. Um, obviously, in the beginning, like, you know, I didn't, I was mad at my dad. Uh, you know, I, I hated my dad when he did it, right? So I didn't want to talk to him. I got closer with my mom, you know. Because uh, you were, like, with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, you know, now it's it's cool. Like, now I have a good relationship with my dad, believe it or not. He's still with the, the girl, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is strange because I see her. And like sometimes she's cool, and I like I feel bad for even like laughing at something she says, you know. Oh, and because you feel weird with your mom. Yeah, because like, hey, it's like you ruined my mom's life. But um, so that's like a strange dynamic. Uh, But you know, my dad and I were cool. Like you know, we talk about sports a lot. We talk about business a lot. Um, But you know, it's very very super like on the surface. You know, we don't get into like deep stuff. So you've never spoken about that with him. I, I amazingly, I'm the one that's tried to bring it up, and he'll be like, I don't want to talk about it. Is that hard for you that you've like never really talked about it? Uh, right now, no. I'm sure when I'm like 50, I'm gonna like just go AWOL, you know, and mm. I, like just fester and blow <laughs> up. But right now, I'm fine with it. And what about your mom? Have you guys talked about it? Yeah. Oh, still? Yeah, excessively. Like, too much. It's like, yo, know, let's, oh let's talk about something else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's still very, very, very hurt over it. Does she go to therapy or anything? She, in the beginning, she did. Uh, my sister and I did. Like, you need to see a therapist, you know. And 
and she would go and wouldn't really absorb anything. Uh, you know, therapy's not for everybody. So also, she, if you're not in the right headspace to receive exactly, it, it's like there's no, exactly, you know what I mean? Yes. So I, I mean, I, I actually just started going to therapy like within the last month. Good for uh, you. Yeah, not related to this issue, but it's like you know, I think it's healthy. You totally. Know? Um, but prior to that, everyone was like, "Yo, oh, you should see a therapist." But I wasn't ready. Didn't want to talk to anybody about this shit. You know. Um, so yeah, you have to be ready and susceptible to to go to a therapist. Wow. So she, you. So she still talks to you about it. Yeah. Constantly. It's, it's it's literally like all my sister, me, and my mom talk about it. Yeah. And how long has it been at this point? To over over fifteen. I was eighteen. So uh, fourteen years. Wow. Like 14 fucking years. Yeah. Like as I say it out loud, it's like, yo. Has she ever dated anybody? It's. She. All right. So, yeah, she she has. Um, she dated this guy uh, that she they, she connected with the guy that she knew from elementary school on Facebook mm. uh, who ended up stealing from us. Uh, he's all of our china and uh, all of my mom's jewelry. And my, after that, my mom was like, you know, I'm not dating. I fucking hate men. <laughs> You know, I don't want to deal with their fucking prostate cancer or their shit. You know, like I'm done. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. she's really been through the ringer with yeah. the yeah. male species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't blame her. Yo, you're really close with both your parents. I, I mean, your dad more on a surface way, but yeah. you're friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your mom, you're like legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like best friends. Like my mom's best friends. Yeah. Wow. So she brings it up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like it affected? your view of relationships at all like are you i mean i guess like are you scared of doing what your dad did and especially now being engaged yeah Yeah, i was absolutely so i'm totally impulsive i have an impulsive personality uh i have an addictive personality you know um so i was was very scared that especially when i was like cheating all the time in the past i was like well clearly i'm just gonna bang my secretary one day when i have a wife and kids uh but yeah, I was worried and I didn't want, I don't want to ever hurt. I don't ever want to see my wife go feel the way my mom did. Um, Especially because you've been dealing with the aftermath too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, also it's like a hassle. Like I don't, I don't have to do it. It's a it, hassle. You know? Yeah, for real. So um, <laughs> I hated women uh, afterwards because I blamed it all on the, the, the mistress. Oh, know? interesting. And initially I blamed it all on the mistress. I now don't blame her. I blame all my dad. But I just hated women for like a few years and like would treat them like poorly, you know, uh, you know, I would still go out with them, but I wouldn't respect them. I wouldn't think we were equal. I was a real piece of shit. You know, know, my perspective has changed tremendously since then, but it it really, it really, um, it fucked me up for a while. And then when my mom finally came to and, and, and was able to start functioning again and like be a, you know, a, a real human being and not just popping Xanax and drinking wine in the afternoon. She, um, we had serious talks and she would be like, yo, don't ever let this happen to your family. I understand your guy. I understand your weird urges. Do it all now. Like do it all now, get it out of your system because you don't want to have regrets or have this, you know, lingering desire when you're 40 and, and you hurt the people in your family. All I took away from that was like, the green light just start going do whatever I wanted. You know, if like if you have your mother's blessing, it's like, oh right. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Is that why you feel like you cheated? Uh yeah. Uh one hundred percent. Yes. So she gave you the green light and then you were like and then you already kind of had this against women situation going yeah. on because you were blaming the mistress. Mm-hmm. So then you were kind of like, I'm gonna fuck everything that walks. Yeah. 
without with little uh, remorse, remorse or attention to their feelings or anything. Yeah. How did you come full circle? And now you feel like you don't behave that way. No, I mean now I like I think I'm a huge piece of shit, and I'm like grateful that any girl will ever like me or talk to me. Yeah. But why do you feel that you're a piece of shit because of your previous behavior? Oh no, not even because I think because as a guy we're all pieces of shit. You know, like we could all we're all. Well, there's not a lot of depth to us, you know. We just want to gamble and watch football and like. That's a really bold statement. Like I know I don't mean to offend <laughs> every man out there. I'm just, I was just like, you know, I just think that we're like, you know, we're dirtier. Uh, you know, I think we're meaner. I think that we're just like, you know, I don't get why girls would ever like us. So I'm I, now I'm very grateful that any girl ever liked me. What made you? So you blamed your dad's girlfriend originally for the affair. Mm-hmm. I imagine there was a lot of like slut shaming and for that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. How did you come around to the fact that like, okay, actually my dad made the promise to the family mm-hmm. or like to my mom, like, how did you come around to that? Um, so talking to other family members and friends of family, uh, you know, people like, like adults, you know, and they would help me put it in perspective because, you know, I, I did, I don't never didn't talk about it ever really. Like I, it was not something I want to talk about. So when I did have conversations with people in our life who I respected, they help me um, understand the situation better. Also, just getting older, you know, myself getting older. Um, I think you uh, you mature. There's a, like age 22 to 30, like you really grow a lot. Uh, so that helped. Um, and and I, I guess that's it. I think we're always maturing in our minds and like thinking differently. And and, and I think we're. Just, I would think I was stupid when I was younger. You know, I think. I yeah, looking back. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, you said that you kind of regret telling your mom. Yeah. Is that because you kind of had to deal with a lot of the aftermath or like? No, I just think it should have came from my dad. Like it should have, it should have, I, I didn't want to, it's like, God forbid if you ever had to tell someone that like someone passed away, right? Like, like it should come from someone. Uh, it was his responsibility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? I can't believe he's never even said any. I think I can't believe he's like, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, well, I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, if my sister were here, she'd go off. She's, <laughs> she's more pissed about that than I. Yeah, wait, because she's like, you need to talk to us about this. Yeah. yeah. Have you been able to forgive your dad? Um. Yeah, you know, because I think he was a really shitty husband, Um. but he's a really good dad. And I mm. had a hard time separating that totally. for a while. Uh, and they are two separate things. Um, so he's a good dad to me. You know, he helps me out if I, you know, he offers advice, kind of when I ask where I'm at. Like he's there for me. So I forget. Yeah. Wow. So does your fiance know all about this? Yeah. Yes. Have you guys had extensive conversations about like what your future will look like in terms of like monogamy or like commitment, that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, so, like, what does commitment look like to you with this background, with this perspective of, like, being where you were, like, with your family history? Because it's huge, right? I mean, I feel like we inherit so much shit from our parents yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. And then with this additional story of, like, that's a lot of trauma yeah. that you were through. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's – so another reason I connect, connected so well with my fiance is because she has a similar tr- like, uh, background with her parents. Um so we connected on that level. And so we both realized like, that's certainly not what we want in our marriage. Uh, so I think because we both kind of lived through it, um, it's gonna hopefully help us like not do it to each other. Um, and, you know, we, we, we've, we, 
she's like, you know, as you as you live with somebody, you know, and you especially through COVID, and like mm. you just get very comfortable with somebody, and you don't want to deviate from that or to lose that. It's just it's scary, you know. Like it's so not worth the you know the the the, the, the hiding text messages and like so not worth it's it. Not worth it, bro. Like, Who's the time? I, I'm already starting to lose my hair. Like I don't want to fucking lose more hair over this shit, you know. Totally. Yeah. Why do you think your dad cheated? Midlife crisis. Really? Yeah, yeah, thousand percent. Oh, so no lack of like love for your mom? No. Uh, I think it, it was the standard. Like he started working out more. He like, started doing his hair differently. He like oh, interesting. Started tanning. Uh, he started he, like, going tanning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He got a big time job, um, which he then left to do his own thing because he thought he was the fucking man. Um, so he like just felt invincible, I guess. Yeah. Wow. And he never. And he was with my mom since college, and probably never got all the weird shit out of the system. He was with your mom since college yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So then, wow. So that moment where your mom was like, don't ever do this to your family. Do you feel like pressured? I mean, it's really not hard to fucking not be cheat. a normal yeah, person. Yeah, to like not like, have a duplicitous <laughs> life. Um, so no, I don't feel pressured. Uh, I also have found that, like, you know, we all get urges, right? Um, we all like what, see someone attractive uh, you know, or someone first with you. I'm like, I've gotten really good at just jerking off when that happens and not losing the urge to do anything, you know? Oh, interesting. Yes. So like at the bar. At the bar, I'll just jerk off at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you excited about? I guess, well, first of all, how did you propose to your fiance? And uh, is she the only person you've ever asked to marry you? No, actually. Uh, oh, I've, wow, several people. I've asked another person to marry me and she said no. <laughs> she said no. Uh, and then she said at the same time, I'm getting back with my ex-boyfriend. Wait, how long were you guys together? Uh, three years. Law school girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, uh, that sucked. Wait, is it, wait, were you devastated? You know, it's funny. Like, I hated her while we were dating. You know, like, I knew I hated her. Um, well, <laughs> Why did you ask to marry her? I, I, I don't know. The best thing in the world is that she said no. Like, I'm really happy she said no. Right. I was not ready mentally or, or anything. I was living at home, you know? Um, Why did you ask her? The, the law school girl. Um, yeah, not your not your current fiance. I, I think we were fighting a lot. <laughs> You're like, this will fix it. <laughs> and I, and I, I, she was really, she was, she, uh, I was, I, I started getting, like, fetish wise, I started really getting into asses, you know? Mm. And she had a really nice ass. And, and she was like, came from a very wealthy family. And we were both in law school, so we could talk about that. And, uh, so it was like to me, I was like, oh well, those three things add up. I guess that means math. Right. Yeah. So she said no. She said no. And then you broke up. Yes. Yeah. And I was really crushed uh, for like a couple of weeks after that. I was sending the send the emails like, do you know what you're doing? Are you sure? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you've been through like a lot relationship wise. I've never dumped anyone except one girl, uh, and it was at a bar, and she was the most theatrical person. She took her. They, Dirty martini should in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, the, the quintessential yeah. like breakup scene. Yes, and I was like, oh, this is horrible. I'm just gonna, whoever, I, I've always had the mindset, whoever doesn't break up with me, I'm just gonna marry them because I'm not going through this ever again. Yeah. Hopefully your fiance doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's cool. Honestly, she knows everything I'm telling you. She knows about. Um, yeah. Uh, we actually even went to a couple's therapy. Not even because like we just, we're gonna break up. But no, because, it's good too. Yeah, it, like we thought, like you know, let's really get to know each other, and you know, um, so we've been. We talk, we're very transparent about everything. Yeah, you, know? you have to be. Yes. Yeah. So. What are your goals for this relationship? You know, like with your history, with your background, like the mistakes that you've made, the stuff that you've learned, like. Yeah. So, um, just seeing other relationships, my main goal is to not get complacent and gross mm -hmm. the way all my friends are all of a sudden, you know, like the ones who are getting married. Um, they're all like having kids really like now. And I know. my one, my best friend, I, I won't say his name either, Matt, and his, <laughs> his fucking, and I love, I love his wife. I love, you know, I love but um you know she's she puts a lot of pressure on her to she wants a kid you know she she has that ticking time bomb in her head and yeah and you know he's gonna have a kid he, i don't i don't think he's ready um does he think he's ready I is don't. he like shitting his pants to you guys privately i think he's like actually shitting his pants yeah, <laughs> yeah like he's, he's i think he's very scared um they, is she pregnant she's not pregnant but they just got home uh so probably within a few hours she'll be pregnant. right right within the signing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, you feel that he's not ready and he's not ready. I mean, so like, listen, you've heard me talk. I think I'm more ready than he is. Mm. Yeah. And uh, so, I, you know, I, so my point is simply like, I'm trying to be a great dad. You know, I think guys figure it out. Um, right. But I don't want to be in a spot where I'm not ready mentally, financially. Uh, I want to do more thing. I want to travel more. Um, I don't want to just have a kid and get married because I'm at that age and that's what everybody does at that age, you know? So I want to, I want to be fully ready. Uh, I want to make sure that there's still romance. Like I don't, I want to have date night still. Like my fiance and I make it a point to at least once we got to dinner. Um, we do that too. Yeah, it's so, to yeah, yeah. It's so real. Even though you don't want to. Like, of course. You nobody know wants, like, I, just, <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. Like, I don't go out and spend a hundred dollars, but like, you know, you have to do it. Like, all you can do is really go to dinner. We used to go to concerts a lot. Like, can't do that anymore. So like, right. I don't want to travel and get on a plane during this time period. Mm. I, don't know, I, 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 I don't know if you do this, but I hate the kids who are like, oh, flights are so cheap. Like, let's go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, they're cheap for a reason, you know? Um, so it's really the only thing you can do is go to dinner. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Your plan, you don't have a set date yet to get married. There is, no, I don't have a set date. How did you propose? That's uh, my final question. Uh, how did I propose? Um, Okay, so we were dating for real, uh, and very quickly I gave her a shitty ring, and I said, "I, I, I, I want to marry you. Uh, I, here's a hundred dollar ring. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a real ring when I have some money. Um, but uh, you know, I think even though we've only been dating for six months, I, I think you're the one I want to be with." Oh, it was fast. So you, six that months was, of real dating. Yes, that was the exclusive. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The exclusive. Uh, so that was like the uh, first proposal, and then where did you get a hundred dollar ring? I, I think off the street. I think I got ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a year, maybe a year or so later, I like that's when I spent all my money on actual ring. And I used to work in Rockefeller Center, so I went to the jewelry store there. I first went to a jewelry store that only sold um, gems or, or per pearls or something. I'm like, hey, I need a ring, and I went to pearls. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I need an engagement ring. I'm like, no. Idiot, go to the diamond store. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I went to the diamond store. I said, Listen, I don't know anything. I want to propose. Uh, can you please pick out a nice ring? So I said that to the man at the diamond store. And uh, he sold me a ring, which is really nice. Uh, I took all my money. And then uh, 
I, I it wasn't anything like that theatrical. I waited for it at home. I got like, it was, it was lame. I got rose petals and like, God was with flowers and waited for her to get home and had some music playing. And then she got home. I, I got on and proposed. So that's how I did it. That's nice. Yeah, you know, simple, you know? Right. Yeah. And she said yes. She, after a lot of convincing, <laughs> she, said, no, she said yes. Um, actually, it was, it was also post fight. Like, yeah, I remember we had a fight that morning. It wasn't that serious of a fight, but I remember like, I, I had to stop being such an asshole. And I thought this, and I'm glad I did propose. Yeah. yeah. What would you say is the thing that makes your relationship with her work in the way that it didn't with other people? So, I think that we've seen each other and at our lowest and most embarrassing points, right? With our hands in the cotton jar. Whereas previously, you know, that would be the end of it. You know, what someone said. The milky and cookie jar. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's milky, cheers and cookie jars. Whereas in other relationships, people would be like, all right, well, I'm out. Fuck you. Um, and we fought through it. You know, we said, like, all right, why did this happen? You know, why did you feel the need to do this? You know, don't do this again. Um, and you know, I think that I think that's you know, I don't like mistakes. Like everyone fucking makes mistakes in relationships. You know, totally, it's hard. It's really hard if you like call it quits after one mistake, like my ex did, which wasn't even a mistake. But in my defense, uh, I, right, he, you were just saying that you wouldn't fuck her until really she was saying, eighteen. I'm not gonna have sex with you. I'm not wrong. So you talk through things, you make it work. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's really helpful. And um, you know, like. Again, she no judgment. Like, like I know her background, and I, I think it's cool. Like, I respect it. I think everyone's baggage, or you know, if you're a hustler, like, go good for you. Right. Like, you know, if someone really more money pay, in our bank account. If someone paid me fucking any money for a foot video, I don't care who's looking at. It, I would do so I've recently got into because I've been reaching out to people on Instagram, trying to find people for the podcast. The foot game. Yeah, it's big. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so keep going with your. You know each other's background, you know yeah. each other's histories. Yeah. So, and it sounds like you accept each other for what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Listen, I mean, she caught me doing some really dumb shit before. Uh, and rather, she, I mean, of course, she's threatened to break up with me and, and you know, she's back to yeah. yeah. And, you know, hit, like, smack me in the head. Like, you know, she stays because she, like, if there's, you know, we want to be together, you know? And it's a choice, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, she could do a thousand times better than me. So uh, the fact that, and I recognize that and I can admit that. So, like, I, that makes me want to not fuck up anymore, you know? Mike chose to remain anonymous for this episode. I know I was cracking up a lot. Mike was making me laugh. But this is not a reflection of what I or Psych in the City podcast think or feel. This was open conversation and open dialogue about Mike's experiences and thoughts. This is not a reflection on how I practice or what I feel and think. Please find me at Psych in the City BK on Instagram. Please rate and share the podcast. It's really helpful for the ratings and for people to find us. Thank you so much. Bye.